Hey everyone, welcome to Fika for Life! My name is Edward Thomas, my co-host is... Lin Yuan, hello! And today we have a couple of guests with us. Um, just arrived back in Sweden, we have... Mika Rundström. And we also have, who's been in Sweden for a while now? Bowling. Wow. And so, um, and today we're going to talk about emergency preparedness, which <laughs> is a big, long word. And basically what it is about is what do you do to prepare for emergencies? Um, and I'm laughing not because I think it's funny, but it was well, kind of funny. You could make it funny. It could be funny. It could be obsessive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the uh, preppers in the world. No, I, I, I'm a prepper. I like prepping. Is that an emergency thing? Well, yeah. I, I, mean, I always make sure that I have at least two weeks to oh, a month. canned food. <laughs> no, I have like a month's worth of food. If I, I might stretch it out to maybe a month and a half. Wow. But if I really wanted to do like like my wife thinks I'm crazy, so she won't let me really you do it are. in our house. <laughs> but I'd like to have enough food stored up for like Bunker. six months to ten months. Wow, that's the American in you, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's because the world is full of crazy people. And there's more crazy people oh, in Sweden. Oh, you're also the one that's hoarding toilet paper. No, I never <laughs> thought about that. But now, I, <laughs> but since Corona, it's made me think like, mm, got to protect the buns. <laughs> um, that's the good stuff. Uh, and not that hard Swedish toilet paper that makes you bleed, but like the real soft kind. Oh, I'm sure that's probably not as environmentally friendly. But anyway. Um. <laughs> really? No, I think it's like, because I don't think they bleach toilet paper anymore. I think they do. Really? Yeah. Well, that's really sad. Yeah. I don't need it bleached. I just need it soft. I don't care what color it is. It, <laughs> it could be, be pink or It could be pictures of Bambi on there. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> as long as it's so soft. How, how come you ca- came up with the idea of emergency preparedness? Is there something in your life that urges yeah. you to be prepared? Yeah. Like what? The world. The world. Everybody I meet on the bus, on the train, at church, uh, they all make me want to get prepared just in For case. For what? Armageddon? Uh, Jesus coming back? Okay, listen. I watch so many zombie movies. So <laughs> a zombie apocalypse, yeah. you know, whether it's whether it's that the zombies, like you get like a vaccination. Oh, <gasps> like in, in like, Resident Evil or something. Yeah, you get a vaccination, then you become a zombie. Or whether a meteorite falls down and the radiation makes you a zombie. Wow. Or if it's just the natural progress to become a zombie. I mean, something happens. None makes of a zombie. this is biblical, isn't it? Sure. No. Sure. <laughs> what kind of priest are you? I'm sure that somewhere in the Bible, I'm sure that somewhere through history, somewhere in the Bible, there was some church father out in the desert all alone and he started thinking about zombies. Huh. So it's a lost text that we don't have. Mm-hmm. One of the apocryphal or what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, Mikael, when you hear, hear about emergency preparedness, <laughs> what do you think about? I think about. Um, do you think about food too, like Ed? Not really. It's, uh, <laughs> That's why you're gonna starve. <laughs> don't come you to my house. To prepare for the every day, actually. So uh, I. Take uh, God first. So I uh, pray and then I read the Bible and ju- just to know God's word mm. and uh, pray again uh, to prepare my day. To actually, uh, uh, my body's weak, but in God I'm strong. Right. Mm. So. So I that's like mental preparedness yeah. for emergencies. Yeah. Hunt with that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bolin? When you hear. 
emergency preparedness, what do you think about? So Mika is thinking about spiritual things. You, you and is thinking about food <laughs> <laughs> and toilet paper. And toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, my first reaction was I remember when I was traveling. I always have a bag around the waist, waist, oh. waist bag. Yeah, well, it, how's, it, how's it called? Fanny pack. A fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I have that pack, and in there I I will ensure that the money in there can. Uh, help me afford an air ticket, go back to my hometown, and really also, uh, like an airplane passport. ticket, not a f- uh, cash. Yeah, and also my passport. Really, into it. so I I can make sure when I get robbed or any unexpected things happen, I can go back home. But now that you said that, aren't you afraid that now people know that you have money on you, and so there's robbers but, out there waiting to follow you? But and don't mug you, you think that everyone knows that there's some valuable stuff in the fanny bag? Because otherwise, why no. would you wear that one? I'd never put valuable things in my fanny bag. <laughs> <laughs> why do you put your valuable things? I put all kinds. Oh, you don't want to. No, I don't want to know. <laughs> if you say it like that, I don't want to know. <laughs> it's a prison thing. <laughs> There's all kinds of places. Cough. Just don't cough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, that was ten thousand. Just fell out just like that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I oh. think that me, from a pharmacist perspective, I always think about you know the tr- traditional things like drugs, ba- band aids, <laughs> yeah, painkillers. Um, when you have kids, you have this um, cold solution. If if they might eat something weird, toxic poison, you just pour it into them so it sucks up all the really? poison. Yeah, and then you, you have that them. at home. No, I should uh. get it though because we're expecting our second kid, and then you're not as yeah. You're not a, as a observant. Way. What yeah. you're trying to say is you're you already been brain dead by the first one. So <laughs> no, it's like one is doing this dangerous thing, the other one is the other one. So you gotta basically pick your favorite kids so, <laughs> so it's better to be prepared don't maybe we, you <laughs> maybe we should talk about in the case of emergency which child do you pick <laughs> do you, do, do you <sighs> no, obviously the one that's in greater danger at that point um wow and yeah at home i don't know i think we all had things that are quite um reasonable depending on the emergency hmm. well Okay, so <laughs> I guess you, you only think about food. I guess, well, because that's why I mean, money I don't really care about. Um, but that's why I have like but that's a, only when you're traveling, you should care about money. No, but like, you know, that's why there's always like a piece of gold stashed in my house. <laughs> there's but like when you're traveling, there's you don't a gold bring chain your... and a gold ring because you can always barter with gold. Um, I've made sure that I know how to make alcohol <laughs> so I can make beer, I can make wine. Um, I'm gonna know how to make bootleg whiskey too <laughs> that's oh, wow. how we can get money from the church <laughs> like don't have to pay a tithe i make some bourbon <laughs> exactly we could sell that Probably. call it the holy water <laughs> oh my gosh what an idea <laughs> don't steal my idea it's patented 2020 <laughs> oh my gosh that wouldn't be so cool like you go and you can buy like some bourbon whiskey and it would say holy water on it mm. and it's made by a church community mm. that is the way you sell stuff that's how we make money. I don't know if that's morally correct. Sure it is. <laughs> Jesus turned water to wine. We're just the modern version. Yeah, but we turned water to sell bourbon. It. He was just at a party helping the people out. Yeah, you don't know what he did later. <laughs> <laughs> is that also in your weird apocalypse now? Yeah, some of those, those magical scriptures that, that only I dug up. I have a special glasses to read through them. <laughs> okay, well, okay, so this is what I'm thinking now. And, prepared preparedness you should always like have enough so that in case something happens you have enough 
Enough of what? Whatever. <laughs> and whatever in case think, of what happened. Whatever you think. So, so I always have extra, so have extra bandages ha- at home. You should always have enough money because your wife might, I don't know. Kick me out the house? Yeah, and then you don't Let have money. Let her try. <laughs> I'm the man in my castle. You hear that, Annette? Come, <laughs> kick me out. I'll show you. I'll flex my muscles and she'll be like, oh, we know, Edward. I cannot ever leave now you. Now you're again in your fantasy world, man. <laughs> she loves my one pack. Otherwise, she would have left me a long time ago. <laughs> so we are all from different countries. Um, do you guys feel that, that that the emergency preparedness is different in every country? Like what, what we see through a corona crisis, a lot of hoarding is going on. But people were hoarding different things in different countries. Yeah. In Sweden, they were hoarding yeast. <laughs> Good, to make bread. <laughs> <laughs> or they're just like, in- you never know. We might run out of yeast. <laughs> Hoard the yeast. We've got to get yeast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, and I think in many Western countries, they hoarded po- toilet paper as well. Did they, do you um, know if they hoarded to- toilet paper in Germany? Yeah, I know that. They did. Do you um, know if they hoarded to- toilet paper in China? Mm, yeah, some of them, yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. What but was the What was the big thing that What was the, the main thing that people really hoarded in China? Oh uh, yeah, <clears throat> once upon a time, there's a government news says a certain kind of medicine can help with uh, uh, coronavirus, but it's kind of like a fake news, and then people hunt for that kind of medicine. Okay, <laughs> it's actually just like a normal cold medicine or something. Uh huh. So yeah, a lot of things. See, I should have invested in a company. And they went on the internet, guess what, sell I had Corona, Chinese. and then people like go out and buy all this stuff, and then when the stock goes up, and then I sell. Yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> yeah, that company, that medicine company uh, earned a lot. Oh, I bet. Yeah. That's <laughs> bad. Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, when, uh, when the hoarding started in Europe as well, so the coronavirus went to Europe, and I was in Vietnam back then. In Vietnam, they were hoarding um, instant noodles, which makes more sense, because... <laughs> and then they were laughing about yes, the idea that really? Europeans and maybe also Western countries would hoarding toilet paper. But then we had the explanation that in Asia or in many Asian countries, you lo- you use like the water to wash yourself, like the bidi. You wash yourself instead. Uh-huh. So what you mean they're not using toilet paper? They're going no, at, not necessarily toilet paper. So they're like, yeah. So they use water instead. So they're like, why? Yeah, it's just a cultural thing, so that's why they yeah. wouldn't be hoarding toilet paper. But they would be hoarding instant noodles. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which, you know, obviously so they're using their hands to take care of the poop, then I don't know if I want them making my noodles. Well, if you think about India, I think the left hand is for poop, the right hand is for food. Ah, that's kind of, we should do a program about that. We should invite all these people we know from different countries mm-hmm. and talk about, like, why is it that the right hand is not the poop hand? But the left hand, I mean, most people are right-handed on the planet, but yet and still it's the left hand that you have to clean your poop with. Because that's a more so-called dirty one. I don't know. You don't need it as skilled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so... Anyway, I think, we're, I think we've lost focus again. <laughs> I don't, about I don't know emergency. Well, we have, I think okay. different cultures come with different scenarios of emergency. Like in China, for example, Bolin. What would you call emergency? Well, recently it's just COVID nineteen. Sometimes, like my father, he's he's always prepared uh, some gold and jade, just because. 
Like your dad, he yeah. my kind of man. But my father told me just in case when the government is taken over or something. <laughs> the government so, takes all your money. At least yeah, somewhere. so he can flee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Have you in Sweden? Feels like there's no urgency of emergency. <laughs> Not <laughs> really. Uh, <laughs> Swedes are in Disneyland. We're in La La Land. Prepared for coronavirus. So. <laughs> We're not prepared for anything in Sweden. Yeah. If an invasion comes, we're like, oh, oh people are attacking Sweden. Why? <laughs> Now they uh, they always take their state probably taking care of them. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but I think if you have been in peacetime for so long, yeah, you get used to it. That next month you get your whatever happens. Next month you will get your payment if you have yeah. a job. Next month you get your payment. So I think a lot of people they just use all of it. Yeah. So you are the day before your payday is the, is the poorest day of the month, and then the payday day before, the week, week before. before. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. I don't live that way. So, okay. um, wait, you have money saved up every month? Yeah, of course. Man, I should have married you, I'm rich Asian. lady. <laughs> I am German slash Asian. So that makes you. I never, I never live. That makes more you like than, uh, over. Over frugal. I was going to say super cheap. <laughs> hey, <laughs> at I least I still have money and don't have to be poor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But looking good and poor. What about you? You American? You you like spending, don't you? No. No. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Just be honest. Yeah, I like to have things. I like things. Dead things make me feel happy. So I wonder. So we t we talked about emergency. Now we have. Yeah. Um, material stuff emergency. So that's both. Money well, I mean, it's different because living in. Food. If I lived in the states, yeah, then I also make sure I had weapons. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have to protect yourself. Yeah, because uh, people want to take your stuff. People in America are crazy. They're looting. They will now. Nah, they're just looting. They like. Wow, I don't have any food because I didn't save up. I'm not smart, like the Bible says. The ant sluggard. Uh, <laughs> I like that word sluggard. And so what happens is that people look and say, "I don't have anything to eat. Could you share with me?" I'm like, oh, "No, sluggard. I will not give you anything that I've that I've saved up because I worked really hard and, and prepared." And then they'll be like, "Well, in that case, I'll just take it from you." <gasps> and, and because people have isn't guns, that a Christian country? <laughs> yeah, with our president, God, it's like the Pope. God bless America. Well, he needs to, because right now it's all falling apart. Don't But anyway, you, don't you know the story with the ant and the what's it cricket? Was it a cricket that's just singing all summer, and the ant was like uh -huh, working really yeah, hard, the and then the cricket, and the cricket was it's like in winter, winter time, was like yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry, and then the ant was like, okay, you can come, but you got to work on summer next year, don't you? Like, okay, okay, yes. Here's mommy with today's fable. The moral lesson is: Yeah, don't be a sluggard, <laughs> <laughs> especially not during summer. No, but but so back home, I would probably have like some guns, some let's say probably a bow and arrow, some bow knives. and arrow to catch <laughs> your rabbits in the forest or something. You know, you run out of bullets, you gotta protect yourself. <laughs> a spear, a machete, and oh, then wow. I would have maybe. Uh, probably some hand grenades too, just in case. Well, you, it sounds more like you're preparing for war, not for an emergency. Hey, people were crazy. Did you not see like the live, the Walking Dead? That's how people no. were in the beginning. People like people when society breaks down, people go cuckoo. Um, and then I would have like store like water. Because the thing is that prepping in the states is so much more reasonable than in Sweden. 
everything here is so expensive. So I really can't afford to prep anything because the plastic containers cost five times or ten times the food that they're stored in. So it's like such a gigantic investment. But they don't want you to back prep. in the states. There's like prepping stores. So I can go to the store, get my rice, put in my uh, uh, desiccant inside of the little packages that suck up all the mixture. There's no moisture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seal it up. It's good for like ten years. Wow. You know, big. You buy a hundred pound bag of beans, and then you rotate the beans and the rice and the flour and the pasta. Wow. Good to go. But here in Sweden, <laughs> uh, no. So it's mostly food because I have enough clothes. I have more clothes than I need. I have clothes for all seasons. So. Um, and I always make sure, that's why I always make sure I always have good uh, winter shoes. Like I have shoes I can go out in the winter. I have camping gear. I have a what's called a bug out bag. So it's your bag that you prepare that in case you need to flee, you just grab the bag and you go. He's really prepared for emergencies. So you, don't, you don't just, you don't start, oh no, look, the meteorite is coming down Uppsala. Oh, we got to pack our bags. I'm like, uh-uh, you get your bag that's what gets, you run. That's what gets people trapped. When the aliens come, when the meteorite <laughs> comes, when the zombie breakout happens, what happens? You're always trying to pack your stuff, and you're trying to take all the. Pre- ah, no, no, no! I'm prepared. You have to prepare before that. Got a bug out bag. Just walk in, take my bag, put my <laughs> shoes on, take my knives, <laughs> and then I walk out in the woods. I'm good to go. So, so I have everything prepared at home for that. No one else in the family's done that, so I don't have a bug out bag for my family. So you're like. <laughs> I'm gonna bug out by myself. You guys see. Where I'm you like, go. you guys laughed at me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. When the zombie comes and breaks your brain, you'll be like, I should have listened to my father. But no. you know, like this corona has caused a lot of people to be more prepared and more emergency prepared and yeah. um even in the media in Sweden that had had like a peaceful period, was it two and a half, two hundred fifty years or something? No, I no, it was since, since, the la- since the last war we've had in Sweden was with Russia. And that was in the 1800s. What? Yeah, so let's say over 100 years yeah, ago. Maybe like 150 years. So I think it, it, it is ingrained in your society that there's no outside threat, so why bother preparing for emergencies? Well, we don't have... I mean, we don't really have much except for maybe sometimes some places might have a little flood. Uh, we don't... I mean, they have earthquakes. Forest in, fires. We have earthquakes in Sweden, and they're like 2.5. But there were forest 1. fires too... Two years ago, that was pretty bad. Yeah, okay, that was kind of bad. That's and true. we had really little, like, water. Yeah, we had the forest fire <laughs> problem when we didn't have any water, so. And but, I th- I- but, I mean, in the media, I think from the year when it was, was forest fires, I think they started, and also especially now during corona, they started to make people more aware, like, what should you pack? What should you have at home? Because my father-in-law, he used to be in Hemvan. Mm-hmm. So they were the people who were who were prepping and prepping the people to prep themselves. They're like the people during who the military, Cold War. When the military fails, they're the last resort. Mm-hmm. So the cold during the Cold War, they were like, "You got to be prepared. You have to have at least food for two weeks and water and store everything." And I think then the pretty nineties came and people were like, "Ah, love parade all the way," and people just yeah stopped. Yeah. Stop prepping. And I think nowadays, young people, like us, not like you, Ed, but like us, I think... Oh, my. Twist that (laughs) knife in my back. Yes. (laughs) I think we start, maybe we might start to prep again because we realize through corona that we need to. But I think the generation between that is just, oh, why would we... Hey, I'm a Cold War kid. 
<laughs> I always thought that between either between you and our generation. Yeah, in my generation, we grew up with bunkers. Yeah. People were, you know, because they thought it was going to be radiation fallout. So you're already like if you were born in the 60s or 70s, you're already mentally prepared for prepping because you first I thought it was going to have a war either China was going to bomb us uh, let's see. Russia was gonna bomb us. Uh, somebody, or both of them were gonna bomb us. Both of them was gonna bomb us. Somebody was gonna bomb us. Cuba, somebody. And so you were always prepared, so that you always had to. You had a sort of mentality. And then being a black person in America, we're like, you if we like get attacked, raced. they're gonna try to offer up all the black people. So we need to know they how to survive. Offer up yeah, the black they put all the black people up there in the front line. It's like. Defend America. We love you. And then all the white people would go and hide. And all the black people would be out there going like, let's defend America. And then they just get shot because they, they would have probably like fake guns or something. And wow. so, so I'm like, you've got to be prepared. So, so I mean, when I was a, when I was a kid, like I know how to do a lot of weird stuff. Well, it's good to know how to make a fire. I can start, I can start a fire. I have like 12 different ways of starting a fire. <laughs> like, I, like, okay, I'll give you an example. So I took a bunch of kids from here when I, when I was working as the youth priest here in Uppsala, and we took some kids from the city who've never been on the countryside. Okay. And we're like, so, you know, everyone's supposed to practice fire starting or whatever. And these kids are just like floundering. I'm like, give me that. This is how you do it. He's like, I'm like, just like you see on TV, you just pick up the bundle. You have the little spark now, blowing it. He's like, it's not working. I'm like, blow it this way. There was just a fire. I was like, yes. Wow, you teach them survival skills, and they think so, it's just thug behavior. <laughs> so, so being able, being able to start a fire. That's really important. Being able to have access to clean water. So knowing how to find shelter, filter, clean, sterilize your water. So I have like five different ways of sterilizing water in emergencies. Um, I can make shelters outside. Mm -hmm. I've got two tents at home, all weather tents uh, and stuff like that. But I, I can't get the tent. Then, you know, I... You got gotta my, make yourself. A I got shelter. my knife and my machete. I got an <laughs> axe at home, so so I can I can chop or dig or do whatever I need to do to survive. Yeah. Do you guys have any questions to our survival guide here? <laughs> you guys are like our pastor is really uh, crazy. My, uh, my father, like a survival guide. Yeah, I'm your father. He's worse than I am. So yeah, he's way more extreme than I am. But you are also really survivalish. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to wrap up, Ed. No, we don't. We have like a couple of minutes. <laughs> so give us five emergency preparedness rules. For which emergency, though? Uh, Earthquake, hurricane, forest fire, if crazy we, wife. If we have Sweden, <laughs> if we have Sweden <laughs> as our reference point. Uh -huh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I think everyone should should um, always have like at least like a package of bottled water at home. That you just you don't touch it, you just have it there, just in case. And you should replace it when the when the yeah you look at the date, date. Yeah. yeah. So like a couple of days or weeks before it was the water is supposed to be bad or whatever. I don't it's think, not bad, but I don't think it really goes bad. So I'm like, mm, but you know, there's a you know, there's a date. It's on good there. to keep. It's good to keep, keep it fresh and yeah. everything. Um, you should always have like um, um, think about things that you can like. You should have a bug out bag. What is it? Have. So, what do you really need? And just, I mean, if you really think about it. So, in mm. Sweden, there's probably like in California, those earthquakes. The biggest earthquake we have in Sweden is like a 3.2 or something like that. So, um, so you probably don't have to worry about things like that. But, but, but think about actually um, having like a, a change of clothes. 
So I have a change of clothes. So I have a special thing. So I have special camping things. Mm -hmm. So my bug out bag, I have a special towel. So I don't need a big towel. I have a special towel. Everything small towel that dries and no, it's it's big, but it's it doesn't weigh anything because it's all synthetic and whatever. I've seen that. Um, So I have a lot of camping base kind of things so that I can just go. Yeah. Um, And that might be something that just over time, you know, I didn't get all, all at one time, but start building these things up. And so a good backpack, it's a really good thing to have. Um, you don't want a flimsy old bag, whatever. You want a good backpack because it's easy. Durable. To, yeah, because it's easier to carry things on your back than it is to just carry in your hand. <laughs> like you some eco bags. <laughs> 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 oh, this is my survival <laughs> stuff. Little plastic, plastic bags that can cause a thorn and all your food gets torn up, whatever. Um, but you want to make sure you have a, a good a good sleeping bag, um, um, a good backpack, a, a good stove. Gear to um, make fire. Yeah, and ways to make fire and keep those things like really close at hand. So I like I have matches, batteries, and I have cotton balls soaked in Vaseline. I have all kinds of weird stuff like that. Ah, survival uh, stuff. Um, and then and then practice. So practice like going away, or practice leaving, or practice like walking away. Sometimes um, walking away. No, that's just like Leaving saying, like, your family behind like, and go survive. No, like you can say like, okay, today at five o'clock. And just like, don't even tell everybody. Just like, okay, we need to get out of the house right now. It's five o'clock. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Come on, we got to go. We got to go. And then, wow. then you can sit back and you can like say, okay, so, so if this was a real emergency, what did we do wrong? How can we be better prepared? So you kind of want to be in a mental state to be able to not be in shock and just like, I don't know what to do. But you just kind of jump over that and you start doing stuff and acting um, because that's, that's really the key. The people who act in the beginning are usually the ones that are going to survive. The people who don't are usually the ones that are hoping that someone else is going to fix their problems for them. And that usually doesn't happen. So, Wow. That's a positive note. Yeah. <laughs> At least you can prepare yourself. <laughs> and, and if you can, I mean, learn how to, learn how to hunt. Like hunt, fish. hunt, fish. fish, set traps. Um, sometimes like if, and, you know, when the stuff hits the fan, you're going to have to try to eat things that you like squirrels. You know, you eat me eat things that you frogs. don't normally want to fry frogs. Mm. Frogs are tasty. Uh, <laughs> you may have to eat things that you snakes, you know, that yeah. you don't normally want to eat. But those kind of things can help you to everything stay, to survive to get, you know, to the place where you can get to a place where there's better food or something like that. So just bring your own chicken <laughs> <laughs> on the leash. Come chicken. <laughs> um, and then it's in the hard currency. I think I think like your dad, Bulin. Having some gold and some jade stash, um, things like that, they're always valuable. They're worth, when paper has no value, gold still has value. Um, alcohol has value. So, <laughs> now I'm like, listen. But it's harder to transport alcohol, though. No, no, it's, uh, but you don't transport the alcohol. You just have to be able to make it. Because <laughs> you, you can always get a bottle and put some, make some alcohol and put it in. People will always, because alcohol is barter. The reason you want to do that is because you can always barter alcohol to other things so people can use it as disinfected you can use it to drink it you can use it for different kinds of things chemical processes and so make alcohol, it to make fire yeah use to make fire so yeah. alcohol is like really really valuable and stuff like that and, and and then and then the other thing would be learning um the different kinds of um plants mm-hmm. what so you can eat and yeah, what you will so die I mean, from things like you know in sweden it's called maskerus in english it's called dandelion but you can eat that yeah you can you know? still eat it even if you're not in an emergency <laughs> Yeah, it's really good in salad. My family, I did it one day. I went and picked it and mixed it to the salad. My wife said, what is that weird stuff in there? I'm like, salad? She's like, Edward, what did you do? I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to pick some dandelions because they're really good. They're high in antioxidants. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to divorce you. <laughs> she didn't know all the other stuff I picked outside and put in there. I do that from time to time. <laughs> well, just pick the ones that are not on the side on the street because, you know, dogs walk there. You can wash them. Mm, <laughs> See? See? That's what's wrong with people in the city. Okay. Well, everyone, um, please write in to us. I know that um, this has probably been a really informative um, podcast, and I'm sure it's getting your mind working just in case the zombies uh, or <laughs> the meteor, the meteor or the <laughs> invasion, the, invasion uh, the earthquake, the or flood. Crazy wife. Crazy wife. <laughs> All the crazy wives get together, start beating up all the men, and then the men have to run, and we have to bug out and go live in Bug the... out? That's why you call your bugger back. Yes, and all the men will live in a big community <laughs> in the north of Sweden, and all the women will be in the south, and I we'll meet once a year to mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening to us. Uh, this is Edward Thomas and... Lin Nguyen. And our special guest... Mikael Bolin. Thank you guys for thank being with for us. Coming. I hope you come back again. Yeah. Take care, everyone. It's Fika for love. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas. And we hope to hear you again. <laughs> <laughs>